0: God, you've never loved us. You've never mistaken us. You've always been after us. God, you love us. We're glad you love We thank you, God, for your love today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God is so good, isn't he? Amen. I feel like uh, there's some rejoicing that should be happening today. Amen. Last week, I wasn't here, but I got to see a video of Christopher getting the Holy Ghost. Amen. That was awesome. Amen. Uh, we are excited to be rejoicing with Him. Amen. And uh, so thankful for what God is doing in Him and in all of us that are here. Amen. Sometimes, you know, people think when people get the Holy Ghost, it's just, you know, oh, that's great. They got the Holy Ghost. It's all about them. No, really, what's cool about the Holy Ghost is it blesses everybody around. Amen. When God fills somebody with His Spirit, everybody gets blessed. It's such an awesome experience. Amen. I want to thank each and every one of you. Thank you for carrying on. We've been gone. I've been not here the last two Sundays, and uh, we still have a church building, and uh, you all are still here. Uh, So there's a lot of good things to be thankful for. So thank you for uh, all those of you who have worked so hard and uh, continue to work hard. I want to say special thanks to the Coopers, uh, all their extra efforts. Amen. Pastor for the next week, or your pastor for the next couple weeks, and he doesn't like that, but oh well, i will get used to it, amen, and uh, we just thank God for great people that go to this church, and for what God is doing, amen, 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 amen. I uh, have been seeing a lot of posts lately, and it's people that are saying that they're finding themselves, If I see that, if I see that, I'm finding myself, that's what they say. Finding myself. And I see other posts and they say, you know, I'm just being me. Just being me. And they say, just, you know, you, you do you, you be you. And I'm debating whether or not I'm gonna go to one or the other. So if we can get this one worked out, because I need my hands in just a few minutes. But what I'm seeing is a lot of these, and I can't help but notice that in these pictures. That people are trying to be something they're not. Right. All the while they're saying, I'm finding myself. Right. 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 Yeah. Yes. So they have, fake this, or they changed that. Or something's not exactly like it's supposed to be. And so I'm wondering, while I'm looking at their posts, I'm wondering exactly what do you mean when you say that you're just being yourself. When you're not being yourself at all. Right. Amen. Amen. And... What I have come to the conclusion is that it's because their identity is not really wrapped up in all that stuff. Beauty's only skin deep. Right? And so today I want to kind of address this head on, but I want to talk about it in our Sacred Selfies series today. Uh, say that three times for I say in a series. And I would like for us to take a look at what the Bible has to say about who we are and who we should be becoming. So if you have your Bible, let's turn to the book of Romans chapter nine, uh, chapter twelve. Some of you know that we were just there earlier today. Romans chapter twelve. Man, feels like Costa Rican here today. A little warm, not quite as bad. I'm thankful for at least some air conditioning. Yes. Romans chapter 12, we're going to read, let's just read verses 1 through verse 8. So I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. Not acceptable unto us, right. not acceptable unto men, right. but holy, acceptable unto God. And that is. The reasonable service. That's just what's expected. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Now that's a common trend. But to think soberly according as God have dealt to every man the measure of faith. Verse 4, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one member is one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth, exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. I want to draw your attention to verse 2 where it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And for the next few moments, I want to talk to you about this simple subject. Don't conform, transform. Amen. Don't conform, transform. Amen. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and lives. I pray that you draw us closer to you today. And God, help us to separate ourselves from everything that would pull us away from you. And God, we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for standing. You be seated. Paul explains in Romans 12:2 that instead of being conformed to the world, we should instead be transformed by the renewing of our minds in order that we could display the will of God. That means that in, until we are transformed, until our minds are made brand new, right. we are not able to display the will of God right. because we naturally tend to do what our flesh wants to do. Right. Uh, I say our flesh, and when I say our flesh, I mean what our our, our natural desires are. We tend to think uh, these are okay because these are our natural desires. There's a lot of natural desires that God has given you uh, that are great as long as they are kept in the boundaries of God's word. But when they get outside of the boundaries of God's word, they are very dangerous for us. And so uh, the scripture is telling us that if we are going after this and we're doing it the right way, that we will not be conforming to the world. But in the process, we will actually be transforming because of the renewing of our mind by the word of God. There's just a little bit of rain. And so I would say that when Paul goes through this and he tells us that, you know, uh, we shouldn't be conformed. Don't conform. He's saying be a non-conformist when it comes to the world. Uh, I, I hear a lot of people say, "I don't want to be like anybody else. I just want to be me." Yeah. Right? right? And they're they're so like I call it hell bent. You might not like that word, but they're so they're so dead set on being. I'm just being me. I'm just doing me. Right. Don't judge me because this is how this is how I am. So many people trying to find themselves outside of God and his word. And that will simply never happen because God created us. He designed us with missing pieces. And those missing pieces are pieces that only he can fill and that, that fulfillment, that satisfaction, that joy, that peace. It only comes from him. And so when we try to find ourselves and we try to find happiness and fulfillment and all these things outside of God and outside of his will for our life, we are looking in the wrong direction. We are barking up the wrong tree.
1: Amen. Because
0: we will never be fulfilled with the things we think will make us happy. What are some things that people think will make them happy? Money. Right. Popularity. Friendships. Relationships. Relationships uh a ten thousand follower social media profile. I mean, literally that's the people some people they live for these things. Right. And they think that they do everything that they can to chase these things and they go after these things. But the the problem is likes and follows and comments will only get you so far and then you're going to need more. Right. I mean it's a never ending rat race cycle right. because you know you get a lot of uh, you know, some people, uh, they, they're like, I've got all these likes, or i got all these files, or i got all these comments. Look at all the stuff that I've generated. And guess what? Two days later, you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to set something out there. They're trying to put a post or something out there that's going to garner more attention. Why? Because that only lasts so long, then you've got to get more and more and more. And the problem is that that never seems to satisfy what we thought it was going to satisfy. So what what am I trying to say? I'm saying we need to get off the hamster wheel of wanting others to think that we're something. When your mind is dedicated to the world, and your mind is dedicated to all of the world's issues, your life will be pulled back and forth between the culture and the word of God. I know what the word of God says, but man, I want to be cool. I know what the word of God, I know we don't use cool anymore, but I, I know what the word of God says, but, but you know, I really, I'd like for people to think that I am worldly wise. I, I, I want people to think that I've got it all together. We do these things and we, uh, we, we act in ways, uh, you know, you could probably turn the monitors down a little bit if you want. Um, but we act in ways that uh, we think this is going to make me happy. This is going to satisfy me. But the, the word uh, is truth and, and, and God's word is truth. We know that truth is what we should build our foundation on. That is the lasting foundation that we need. So why is it that we go against some of the things that are in this word in order to fit in in culture? All right. In order to fit in and please people in this world? Look, if you've got to go outside of God's word to make somebody in your life happy, you don't need that person in your life right now. I'm just I'm not trying to be rude or mean, but you need to stop worrying so much about what other people think and worry. What did God? What do you think about this? What do you think about? My life? Amen. So if I will keep my life with the foundation of truth, with the foundation of God's word, nothing will be able to shake me. But if I do it with anything, but this foundation, everything will shake. Every time I turn around, it's going to be something else. I'm going to have crisis after crisis, after emergency, and it just gets worse and worse. So we need to look at our lives and we need to evaluate our investments in the surrounding culture. Why? Because we don't want to conform to the image of the surrounding culture, because when we do that, we lose our witness. Some people say, oh, you guys, you guys are weird. You guys don't do this and you don't do that. And you do this and you do that. That makes me, that's weird. That's not, that's not what culture is like. You need to kind of, you need to change a few things so that you'll fit in with the culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody ever heard that? Oh, yeah. yes. I mean, really, it's like, really, you guys go to the, you know, to the furthest degree. And, and why do you have to be so countercultural? If you are so countercultural, you know, we would, we would really like you. And so what we see is we see a lot of people conform to culture to fit in. I I, I get so tired of it. I'm I'm really, it bugs me whenever I see peers and people that have been close to me or people that I've known over the years that God has used them in a mighty way, speaking or singing or doing something. And and now I see their social media feeds and they look like everybody else. They talk just like everybody else. I don't hear them preaching truth anymore. I I hear them uh, telling stuff that sounds good to the masses. And I say, God, don't let me conform to this world. Don't let me be conformed to this world's image. Don't let me lose my witness. If if it makes me uh, have to seem weird to some people, don't let me conform. But God, transform me into what you want me to be. Amen. Amen. This world is dark and it needs a light. It needs somebody to be different. It needs somebody to, to stand out a little bit. It's not wrong to stand out. Man, we, we ought to stand out for some good things. And I'm not saying that we need to go around uh, preaching what we're against. But good Lord, we it's okay to be different. It's okay to be set apart. I don't think you have to look like everybody else. In the Greek, if you look at the word transform, it comes from metamorpho, uh, when we look at Romans 12.2, uh, this Greek word actually means to change form, transform, means to change form, as we, we understand a metamorphosis, and right. we understand that we go through these these changes, my friend Angie that I talked about this morning, she's started this new saga, and she's she did it last year and now she's doing it again this year. She's taking a picture of a, a caterpillar and it's on a leaf and it's going into the, the chrysalis and it's going to become a butterfly and she's obsessed with it. It's kind of funny. But but what's happening is is it's a transformation. And then this this ugly little creepy crawly caterpillar becomes this beautiful uh, incredible butterfly. And, and so what sometimes we a lot of times think of the, the butterfly when we think about transformation in Christ because we really are not supposed to be earthbound amen right. God wants to do incredible things he wants to take what seems ugly and what seems lowly and he wants to make it beautiful he wants to transform us so that's why we need renewal that's why we need transformation not behavior modification for a brief time period right. but total transformation yeah. amen. Amen. Jesus didn't die on Calvary so that you could do some behavior modification. Right. Because if it's something that you can do, if it's your power to do, then what do we need the cross for? Right. Right. Yeah, that's right. 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 We, we didn't really need the cross. We don't really need Jesus. blood. We don't really need his power in our life. If we can behavior modify we need his power. We need his spirit in our lives because it brings his power, power to change, power to transform. Amen. We're not supposed to be the same way we used to be. And the world would like to peer pressure you into being just like them. I mean, they've got all these things out there. Um, They're not really very unique or original. I I find people are coming out with crazy stuff now. You know, there was a time when bell bottoms were big, right? You know, right. bell bottoms came back in for a little while. There was a time when, like, when I was a teenager, we used to like tight roll our jeans. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They don't necessarily tight roll them anymore, but they are rolling them up, and they're tapered so much you don't even have to tight roll them. Now they're all just you just roll them, and they're and they call them what do they call them? High waters. They're like that's like a thing now. Did you know that people walking around literally with their jeans rolled up to here, and that's like cool. You got you're, See, you're not even conformed to the world You, you don't even know that <laughs> I get some little ads the, it tell, And it so I'm like, oh, well, that's a thing again Okay But, I mean, it's crazy stuff, right? right? But the world wants to peer pressure you Into being just like them And, and they're not really being unique and original They're not really uh, helping you Become who Jesus wants you to be right. Right. And so, we've got I know It's kind of fun to play with Play-Doh Uh, In fact, my son, he told me he didn't want to go to King's Kids Today. He really wanted to stay out here in main service because he wanted to see what I was going to do with the Play-Doh. So we got Play-Doh, right? And and Play-Doh is fun because you can transform it into all kinds of just incredible stuff. And I like it. I've always liked it. Um, I like the way my hands smell after I play with it. Anybody ever eat it? Did you ever eat it? It's like salty. It's good. I know, I know I'm weird, but hey when you make some incredible looking pizza with with Play-Doh, then you're you know you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, what did you learn today at church? I learned my pastor likes to eat play-doh. But the crazy thing about Play Doh is that it is very pliable, and it's—it's. It's, I mean, you can work it in just about anything you want. And so, what I find a lot of times is that the uh, the world is trying to—they're trying to take your your life. They're trying to influence you. And what they would like to do is they would like to cause you to conform conform to their image, conform to what they say is cool. And you know the crazy thing about conforming is it never quite works out like you think it will. You think you're so unique. (laughs) Like I'm the only one who's ever, well I'm not going to (laughs) say. I'm the only one who's ever done, and then you go on Facebook and you find there's 10 other people who just did the same thing it's like what the world but see what happens when you conform is you take on the shape of the world and so you're in the shape of the world and you know you may even after a time you may pull away from the world a little bit but it leaves a mark and it leaves a scar it leaves holes and the problem with conforming is that there's other people who try to conform and it left them scarred. It left them deformed as well. This is not. This is what the scripture says. It says don't be conformed. Yeah, right. Right. But it says. Where are you at? Jessica I heard you are the best. Your sister, your sister told me. To? <laughs> so Jessica is going to help us. Jessica is going to transform this lovely ball of blue play-doh into whatever animal you desire. She's going to make us an animal. We're going to see what happens when you transform. So conforming looks a lot like this. It's kind of ugly, right? And you know, it kind of looked cool at first, but conforming leaves you scarred. It leaves you messed up. And this is what this is the problem with conforming. When we conform, we are not becoming who God wants us to be. Right? right. We're just taking the shape of something that's not really pleasing to God, anyways. Right. We're looking like we're talking like we're thinking like we're we're doing the behaviors of the world. And God said, "Look, I don't want you to be like the world. I don't want you to conform to this world standard. It's it's it, it, I've got better things for you than this. You you think this is cool? Wait till you see what I want to do with your life. Amen. Wait till you see what I've got in store for you." So we have a choice today that we can either stand firm on God's word or we can succumb to peer pressure. Right. Now I don't mind telling you I, I tried to transform I made kind of, it was kind of a rhino out of the play-doh kind of but Tesha and Julia both said it could have been a, an elephant as well. I'm just saying I did try. But I figured Jessica probably can do better at transforming. Uh, So here's the thing. I want to not conform to what this world says is cool, But I want to put my life into the hands of somebody who's really good at transforming things into what they are supposed to be. I I tried again. I tried. And I I probably should have shared it with you so you could have seen. But I tried. But it kind of looks like a rhino. But it's not exactly like a rhino. What you need to do with your life is not try to fix it, try to conform, try to transform it on your own. You've got to put it into the hands Uh, of somebody who can transform it into what He wants it to be. And He will never let you down. Now, I would would tell you that uh, if you stand firm on God's Word, then you don't succumb to peer pressure. If you say, you know what? No, I know what God's Word says. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to become... Uh, what this world wants me to become. Then your choice is being guided by the the desires that God has for you. But if if you sit this book to the side and you say, you know what? I love Jesus. Jesus loves me. But then you have trouble keeping his word because you don't even know what's in it. You're not keeping it fresh in your life every day. Then there's no power of transformation taking place in you. There are some people that they tell me all the time they love Jesus, but I don't see uh, them changing anything. Right. Right? And Jesus said, if you love me, keep my words. So basically what he's saying is spend time with me. Get closer to me. Know what I want for your life. And so when people tell me they love Jesus, but they have trouble keeping his word, I'm not saying it. But what Jesus says is they are liars and the truth is not in them. You can say you love Jesus, but not love his word and not want to get closer to him and not want him to make you into something awesome. So I want to give you the secret today. I know you you think, well, I thought we were already there. Here's the secret. You can steer clear of the world's influence by renewing your mind daily. Everybody say "Daily." daily. How do we do this daily? You have to get into the word of God every day whether it's five minutes or five hours, how did you do? Yeah, all right. Jessica made us a bear. There yeah. yeah. to go, Jessica. Not bad. No twos or anything. She just did it free-handed, just like I did the rhino. I'll show you later. <laughs> but the secret is that you can become... Sorry, I'm squishing the bear's legs. But you can become... What God has for you to be in the hands of the master. Amen. And you do that by saying, "Okay, God, what does your word say about this? Uh, What does your word say about that? What does your word say? Okay, so I'm not going to line my life up to the world standard. I want to line my life up to the word of God. And when I'm lining my life up to the word of God, then he can make something beautiful out of my life. He can take and he can fashion. and He can form every part of me to be exactly what he wants it to be. Yes. We'll lay it down before us, smash it. <laughs> Don't get caught up in, in letting your thinking, your faith, your beliefs, and your livelihood be molded by the world. Jesus, he said, I don't want to take you out of the world. He said, I want to protect you from the evil in the world. Because if, if God takes us out, then there's no light. There's no uh, there's no sitting on a hill, right? There's there's no light to shine in the darkness. And so he said, I, I, I can't just take all of you. I want you to be protected from the evil and the way that we are protected from the evil and the way that we become who he wants us to be. The shining light on the hill is by transforming our lives through his Word. With God's spirit and his word, we can become who God wants us to be. Amen. Our minds have a direct influence on the process, our process of transformation. We have to use our minds for this. Yes. This is that some people think, oh, well, you guys are just all emotional and spiritual and you get all hyped up. And No, no, no. No, most of what we do uh, for God, we use our brain. Yes, we walk by faith, but we also have to use our minds because This is a spiritual transformation and the spiritual transformation has to begin in the mind. If you don't apply yourself to understand this, you will never be able to act in faith upon it. Are you with me? But when you understand what God's word says and what's available to you, then it's like, hello, that's easy. (laughs) You know, by his stripes, we are healed. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's, that's easy. And we pray for people, and people are healed. Bless. We had a little girl; uh, her name was Crystal, actually, uh, and she, uh, she was Bosco's niece. And we prayed for her in the service in Desamparados on Sunday afternoon. And she has diabetes, and her 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 blood sugar was over 300. And Bosco said after we prayed for her in Jesus' name, her mom tested her again when they got home. Her blood sugar was at 150. Amen. That's incredible. I asked him the other day, and he said she's been doing better ever since. Why? Because there's healing. Amen. And by his stripes, we are healed. There's healing available. Amen. And so we understand that if we will just take God at his word and we'll let his word be applied to our life. There are some things that he says, verses 3 to 8, he said, you know, think soberly. We we shouldn't be having a mind that think, well, I'm better than everybody else, or I know more than God, or I'm I've got this figured out. I don't need the Word of God to tell me anything. He said, think soberly. This is the be- beginning stage of having our minds renewed. When you start thinking soberly, you're realistic about it. Right. Yeah. I really need God. Yes. Right. I really can't do this without God. Right. I, I'm not going to become who God wants me to be. This is this this happens whenever you make a mistake, right? You make a mistake, you mess up. And you're like, how did I think I was going to achieve this without staying close to God? How did I think that I could ever transform into who he wants me to be without him? Amen. And so we've got to think. Uh, our, we, our minds have to be renewed. We have to think soberly. Sober involves not thinking too highly of ourselves. When we start getting puffed up and start thinking we're something, the devil is moving in. Literally, he is moving, and we think we don't need the pastor. We think we don't need the Cooper. We think we don't need anybody in the church. Guess what? The devil's just set up camp in your brain. And he's having a party up there. Uh He's having a pride party. He's like, you know, He's like, you don't need anybody. We got this. The problem with that is he stays there. He doesn't go anywhere. And then the next time you think everything's okay and everything's good, and you fall flat on your face, then he's laughing at you. Because the scripture says that the function of the body of Christ is to serve each other, and the problem with having the devil and pride up in your brain is you begin to think it's all about me. Why don't people serve me? Why don't people do? Why doesn't Pastor treat me like this? Why doesn't this happen? Why doesn't that happen? And we live in that kind of society, don't we? It's a selfie, a lifestyle blogger obsessed world. (laughs) What do we do when when somebody's posting? What are you seeing? Oh, I'm telling you what you're seeing. You are seeing the very best. Most times they have taken about 50 to 150 pictures with all kinds of different filters, trying to get just the right look. We took a few days and we just kind of relaxed and it was funny to watch people try to get pictures of themselves at just the right angle, with just the right sunlight, just everything be perfect, but that's the kind of world we live in. We're used to seeing, when we look at our social media feeds, we're used to seeing the haughty version or the best version, best sell version of each other. And we're used to taking ample time to get the perfect shot along with the perfect caption. With the body of Christ, it's not supposed to be like that. We're not supposed to be putting ourselves out as more highly than we, than we ought. And the scripture says that we can counter this pride by using our gifts Not to try to be somebody that we're not, but by using our gifts to bless one another, to help one another, to build up one another. What do I have that can benefit you? What do I have that can help you? What do I have to give to the body of Christ? Because each gift is given by God. And for that reason, we should walk humbly. Every time something good happens for you and you see something great, you're like, man, you have a tendency to think, man, I'm awesome. You ought to think, man, God is awesome to allow me to be used like that. God is so good to allow me to have that experience. So, as I close today, I would ask you where do you get your standard of beauty from? Are you still trying to fit in? Are you still trying to be made into the image of what's cool and what's popular and what's going to get you the most likes on your social media? Some of you are like, Pastor, I don't even have social media. You know what I'm talking about. But if we're getting our, our standard from People Magazine's Most Beautiful People, then we're going to be empty. We're not going to be fulfilled. Uh, where do you get your standard of achievement from? Is it all from the people that talk about money and talk about success and what is your proof of success and how are you showing that you're successful? We live in a in an era where this day-to-day technology, I mean, stuff is coming at us so fast. Like literally, I'm, I know some of you are gonna think this is really crazy, but growing up, uh, we had, we heard about cell phones. I didn't have a cell phone. Growing up, we heard about cell phones, but they were like air traffic control boxes that you know the Army used to carry on their back, and they would take them out, and they were like, the phones were like this big. Like like, uh, I need some F-14s or 15s or whatever they have back there. That, that's, I mean, that's, but now technology, like I can call you and say, hey, uh, I want to talk to, uh, I want to talk to Caitlin, you know, and boom, on my watch, I'm talking to Caitlin. It's crazy, you know, it's stuff that we, we don't think about how media has changed us and made us uh, more sadistic than ever before. So I'm trying to push back against that a little bit today, because in this era of technology, and it's so helpful. I look, I got an app for everything, right? I can control uh, different things from my phone, and I can do it from anywhere in the world. It's awesome. I'm not talking against technology. I'm just saying, in this hyped-up media technology society that we live in, all of these things they can help us function in our daily lives. They can help us with decision making. There are so many good things out there. But social media and television can also lure us into a a normalcy of of culture. You know, we need to look like this. We need to be like this. We've got to make this impression. We've got to make this imprint. And it can sway our thinking of what God says is beautiful to what the world will accept some of you get frustrated because what used to be acceptable to the world a few years ago, it's not acceptable anymore. I mean, my daughters, they will tell me if I say something wrong, they're like, Dad, we don't even say that anymore. I don't know. I can't keep up. Here's the deal. If you've been trying to conform to the world and, and your imprint looks like this, the good news for you that there's still time. There's still time. You know, I don't know what you're going to do today with this message. I don't know how this is going to end for you. There's some parts of this I didn't really plan. But I would just challenge you don't let me step on it. I don't know where it went. There it is. This clay. You can do whatever you want to do with it. You can you can allow this clay to be conformed to the world. You can allow your clay to be conformed to the things that this world has to offer. Or you can say, God, I make a mess of it every time I try to do it. <laughs> I tried four times, and I, the rhino was the best thing I could get out of it, I promise. You could take this and you could say, God, I want you to mold me. Yes. I want you to shape me into what you want me to be. I'm all right now, guys, but don't be, don't have your feelings hurt. okay? Yes. What are you gonna do with your clay? What are you going to do with your life? I would just say one last thing. Don't conform. Yes. Transform. Amen. You can't transform by yourself. You need the power of God in your life. Would you stand with me? Whatever this world has to offer, it may be fun, it may look cool, and it may seem very attractive for a moment, but in the end it will leave you scarred and it will leave you empty. Don't conform to this world. Let's be transformed. Let's, God, let's let God transform our minds every day with His Word. I'm reading a book right now. Part of the study is it talks about how, how successful people are when they read the Word of God every day versus when they don't read the Word of God every day. It's crazy. It's crazy that people that make it with God, most people, a very high percentage of people that make it with God, they read the Bible every day. And people that don't read the Bible every day don't usually make it. 50, I think it's 56% of the United States reads their Bible less than four times a year. And 26% of people, only 26% of people in the United States read their Bible more than four times a week. Four more times a week. Some of you are like, hey, I'm in the top 25%. That's what I'm talking about aim higher be in that top percentage of people that say I don't want to conform to this world I want to be transformed I want God to renew my mind if there's stuff that doesn't line up with his word then I want him to say hey AJ you need to change this about your life that's not going to happen if I just go to the places that talk to me about how I can be my best self uh, that's not going to happen if I just go to places that are going to tickle my ear and make me feel good. That's only going to happen as I personally am getting into the word of God every day. And I see things. Oh, that's not right. i got to change that. Because God will speak to me. God can transform me. He can form me into the best version of who I can be. Sorry, I took the arm off, Jessica. Uh, the best version of who I can be with his word. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to just challenge you today. Amen. Step out of your seat. Walk up to this altar and say, "God, I want to become the best version of me possible. I don't want to. I don't want to hold anything back from you. God, I want you to have your way in me." Amen. This altar is over.